everyone and welcome to the Fallout Podcast episode 40, aka Last Chance to Turn Around. It's a fall showdown. Oh, 525 songs, etc. etc. Tonight, all the crap what went out, which actually is actually better than everybody else's good stuff, is getting one more chance to see if it can sneak through to the second round. Joined as always by Billy Rugby, aka Massio Chippington Pippington. How are you doing, Phil? I'm I'm good, man. You've you've made my day though. Just how how happy you were to get uh, last chance in as a as a little uh, Easter egg, that's, as that's we call beautiful. Easter eggs. That's what you call them in the industry, isn't right. it? Right. And Lord S Temple, a spectacle usually consisting of trained animals and exhibitions of human skill and daring. How are you doing, Ezra? I'm doing very well, and I, I hope to exhibit such glories into the foreseeable future. Beautiful. And uh, T. Pemberton Walker, first-time visitors to SCEM, will wonder how they can benefit from having their name, logo, and message put on signs erected on their chosen roundabout. Indeed. Uh, and there's plenty of roundabouts to choose from. And you're in your garden there. I'm in the conservatory. <laughs> very nice. That's, that's the best of both worlds in many ways, isn't it? Conservatory strong greenhouse, uh, more greenhouse than conservatory. Uh, joining by Tiny Tim Twa, mocking Gazareth and Jugkar Grimm as their magics are pathetic and their strength is feeble. Is he going to be with us tonight? I've, I've not picked up any psychic transmissions from him. I did wonder whether he'd just been in touch with you, although I was kind of expecting the list to come through. Well, all will, be, all will be revealed, Philip. All will be revealed. And I am okay. Three Beards, your host. Three Beards, as you like. Very beautiful, solid brass cup for use as an altar chalice. Now, tonight, the rest are paced, as our good friend Tim Three did send me through um, a little while back. It's going to be a cracker. Before we launch into any actual songs, here are some that did not get any love. Here's the first batch of songs that got zero points from any of us tonight. Shut Up, Greenway, Put Away, Victoria, Mr. Road, You Haven't Found It, Surmount All Obstacles, Cowboy Gregory, Ed's Babe, or Ed's Baby, as Ezra likes to call it, Putter Blocks, Way Round Hot Cake, Bingo Masters Breakout, It's a Curse, Skirball, Get a Summer Song Going, Symbol of Mordigan, Ronnie the Oni, Crap Rap Like to Blow, and Kimball. Can you believe none of those songs got a single point from any of us? Yeah, because we're all twats. I wouldn't expect any less. And so these next batch, before we get into it, I'm going to play about five or six songs, just a little bit of a, a little bit of each of them. These are songs that got a couple of points, just a little bit of love from us. Have a listen, relax. This is going to take a few, a few worth minutes, but it'll be worth it.
Oh, you gave him that. You didn't give any points. This day got one point. I think it was Ezra. Zandra got one point. Effolding Money got three. Barry got four. Printe got four. On my own, five. And Life Just Bounces, five. Uh, that was near the top of my list at one point, but it kept falling. It's a great song, though. Anything to say about that? those songs? They didn't get a lot of love. I was I was doing my gardening the other day and uh, treated my neighbours to a full blast, full length rendition of On This Day. I, I was feeling very generous and I mm-hmm. thought they, they were good neighbours, so they deserved the full 10 minutes of it. That's very charitable of you, Mr. Philip. I thought so. Absolutely. Anything, anything you two chaps want to add about any of those songs there in that? I was just going to say, when I was putting my initial list together, Life Just Bounces, On My Own, Print Ed, Berry, Folding Money, and this day roll on it. Apart from Zandra. I want to name who voted Zandra. Yeah, the man over there in Pemberton put it, put it on his list. Walker? Oh, really? What? Um, what's it called? Little Pop Tune? Big softy. Oh, I don't know. I think you should play it again right now, actually, Phil. <laughs> I think Ezra gave it on this day, right? You gave it some love. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a great song in the full catalogue. I think it's uniquely pummeling, even by their standards. Great fucking lyrics. Beautiful fucking keyboard playing. Fantastic song. Life Just Bounces. I was really conflicted over that. It did almost get in. It didn't get onto my list. On my own, I would have put it at the top, but I thought none of you fuckers would give it any love, so I didn't. We should have conferred. conferred. If I'd have known you were voting for that, I would have voted for it. Yeah. Murray, it's the best fall song from that period. And yet it only scored four points. It was tough. It was a tough assignment. It was a tough assignment. It was a very tough assignment. Let's move on because we could spend all day on these songs. These tracks also served but got no points. This is the next group of tracks that none of us felt deserved even a single point of the 300 or so that were dished out. Happy Holiday, The Bad Stuff, Time Enough at Last, Northwest Fashion Show, Chock Stock, Over Over, Lost in Music, Hands Up Billy, Wolf Kiddled Man, Zagreb, Levitate, Drago's Guilt, The Coliseum, Mad Mock Goth, Noise, Clear Off, Return, Don't Call Me Darling, WMC Blob 59, White Lightning, 15 Ways, 
Oizitrak man, new formation, segue, and futures and pasts. Nothing. What do you have to say for yourself? I can only apologize for overlooking futures and pasts. Reckoning. A reckoning is coming for you lot. Now, I'm going to play you the next uh, section of songs that got a few points, and then we'll be heading into the main meal Just of the day. Just before you do that, right, I, was, I don't know what this podcast has done to me, but Over Over was on my, on my potential list for way too long, as was Noise. Noise and Over Over stayed on my list much longer than I was comfortable about. So I, I'm fully blaming this podcast for that. Something has broken in there because it's like, like you said earlier, Phil, 40 plus songs of the 140 were like on the best list. <laughs> and a good chunk of them would have appeared on like my best of fall songs. It's madness. It shows you it's difficult putting a strong song up against another strong song and occasionally you'll get something that's an absolute belter that gets voted off. It's the way it happens. I'm telling you what, mate, it's getting harder from this point. Once we hit round two, it's... Oh, we're going to start falling it. We're going to start proper falling it over this. <laughs> good times. Good times. All right, let me play you the next uh, little batch. Yep. This isn't this isn't winning this competition. Unbelievable. Is molded in the ground. Tongues belched fire. So, fleet at sea. 
I would bet you that 75% of that lot still do the hokey cokey. So more music now. What does one say about the fall as in barbed wire? Let me put it this way for myself. If there was a holy grail, Mr. Smith would be the only one allowed to pick it up. This is a big new prince from the new album, I Am Curious Orange, The Fall. You had the uh, two by four, which got six points, six sweet points. Cab it up, also on six. Big new prints with six. Bug Day and um, Psycho Mafia, they got seven. LA with seven. L's with seven. I should have played Idiot Joy Showland as well and Hotel Bloodell, but I didn't. You know what they sound like anyway. Anything to comment on these bad boys before we say goodbye to them? It's a fine selection of, uh, of songs, though. Stuff like Big New Prince, he's just... <coughs> and that could get voted off as beyond me, like, you know. And <coughs> Bug Day, brilliant. Uh, but there's a lot of variety in there. Again, like, you know, you've got the uh, stuff like LA, which I think I said at the time, uh, it sounds like well ahead of its its time. Uh you know, at least 10 years uh, before you had sort of bands like Curve and people like that trying to do that kind of thing and uh, chuck it in the charts, like, you know. But, you know, I think the worst out of the lot for, for me was Elves just because it was a, a Stooges nick. Yeah, it's very first one we did, right? Went straight out, but um, Bug Day. It's a good song, though. I know, because I, I, I deliberated on some stuff like that where it was, you know, is this is this borrowing too heavily from something? But even the ones that borrow heavy, they've got their own charm about them, haven't they? Other thing with Sam last week, you know, about whether anyone really... Does anyone really own the Bodily Riff? <laughs> does anyone really own I Want to Be Your Dog? 
But coming it up, it's so great. Every time that tune came on, I was I was bopping around the room again. It is. It's 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 proper good like disco tune. That. Well, sorry, lads, we can never listen to it again. None of us. That's never. the agree- that's the agreement we made. Uh, we're slowly weaning ourselves off the fall until there's just going to be one song left we're allowed. <laughs> and uh, no doubt it will be systematic abuse. What's going to happen now is the weird thing happened that four songs came in like 11th place, meaning that they all should have been in the mix. But uh, but it won't work if we do that. So we've actually got Portugal, He Pep, Slippy Floor and Protein Christmas that all's got eight points. We have to choose which one of those is actually going to go through. It's a qualifying round, if you like. So I'm going to play you a little snippet of those four songs, and then you've got to come down and decide which one of the four is going to make it into the actual competition. So let's hear a little bit of Portugal.
So there you have it. You have Portugal, Hepep, Slippy Floor, and Protein Christmas. You need to choose one of them that's going to go into the first round proper. Coming to you first, Phil, which one are you going with? Well, all of them were on my list to go through at some point. Um, Portugal gets better every time I listen to it. You pep, he pep, he pep, we all pep. <clears throat> we love that tune. Slippery Floor, I, I, I totally get why everybody likes that. Um, but that's that's probably the least strong of these for me. Protein Christmas, I, I definitely scored that reasonably high because I think that's fucking brilliant. I think out of a long, lustrous career of putting out Christmas tracks, they uh, that's probably the best one that I've heard them do. Um, so I don't know. I mean, my money probably goes on putting Christmas just because I think that's the best all right song, but I wouldn't be upset if he, Pep, or Portugal got through. Are you putting your money on, on the Protein Christmas? You did score it high. I think all eight points came from you, um, but it is a cracker of a tune, absolutely. Ezra, where, where are you going on this? Well, yep, like Phil, I love all these tracks. For me, uh, Portugal goes out because... Well, it, it's funny and it rocks, but it's maybe not much beyond that. Um, Protein Christmas goes out because it's not Christmas with Simon. And it's not uh, Christmas it, now. And it isn't Christmas now either. He Pep, it's got the lyric, my castle is a razor aware. At least that's the lyric I just heard when you played it. It's fucking brilliant. It's, it's sterling genius stuff. Uh, and yeah, you know, Your Future Our Clutter slash Slippy Floor. Also, I think it's fantastic. It's bananas. I mean, you know, like once you get past the opening section, it just gets into a proper face melter. Um, so yeah, for me, it's between them two. Which one you're putting through there, you got to come down on the side. Well, Philip didn't, did he? Yeah, he did. He, he said Protein Christmas. I, I, I really oh, appreciate it. I can be persuaded. You can be persuaded. So if anyone wants to throw their hat at me, I'll tell you what, Ezra, I'll come back to you. Come back. All right, come back give to you me, a, yeah. Give you a minute. Alistair, where do you stand on this debate? Yeah, they, I mean, they're all great songs, aren't they? Um, and, you know, they've all got the strengths in different areas. They, they're like very different tunes. Um, but the one that I'm putting through, um, I'm putting it through mainly because I'm a childish bastard, so it's Portugal for me. This is going to be a tricky one. Um I'm. I actually put Portugal really high on the list, but the more and more I listen to Heapep, I got to come down on the Heapep side. So I'm putting Heapep through, no questions asked. And I got to tell you, there's a there's a young man out there on the other side who doesn't think those other three songs are good. He thinks they're paced, and he only thinks Heapep is good. So we're already two votes for Heapep. So what are you chaps going to do about that, Philip? I'll go for Heapep too then. Oh wow, well, well, it really was that easy. And now your votes mean nothing, you two. <laughs> but come on, let's go through. Let's let's slap on this smile and go through this. I, can, one I more can time. see. I can see which way the wind's blowing here, and I I didn't get where I am in the world today. But I voted for losers, so I, I'm going to go for Hepep as well. Or Hepeps and a Portugal. Oh, the record. Is that two songs tonight with for the record? Hotel Bloodell says that as well, but I forgot to play it. So that means Hepep goes through, but as it came bottom of the list, it's going to be against the best song. 
song, actually the second best song, because the first song goes through automatically in this uh, crazy topsy-turvy world. So now we come to the first real showdown of the evening. It is Gut of the Quantifier, um, which got 16 points, which put it about fifth in the list, up against Autotech, which also got 16 points. So it's a, they, they were the middle of the table. So Gut of the Quantifier versus Autotech, whatever it was, and I'll play a bit of those two for all your ears right now. So there we have got to the quantifier against Autotech Pilot. Ezra, you're up. Where are you going? Uh, for me, it's got to be got to the quantifier. Um, I do really like, unsurprisingly, I do really like Autotech Pilot. It's got great merc. It's like a whole smorgasbord of unwieldy things smashed together. But And I'm sure that's the point. It doesn't quite nail the landing for me. And like I said, I'm sure it's designed to not nail the landing. Um, but yeah, got, Gut of the Quantifier is just such a fucking straight ahead fucking slab of rock. Love it. So got to be that for me. All right. Next one vote for the Gut, Alistair. Going for Gut of the Quantifier as well. It's a, an amazing tune. Um, really, really good live versions of it as well that are worth checking out. Uh, it's just got that energy to it. Like the, you, you kind of in slates that really drive in 
riff, you know, that, that just keeps on marching and marching. And yeah, it's great tune. And uh, I think if I recall correctly, uh, when Frank Skinner used to do his, um, his chat show thing, he had, a, he had a backing band called Skinnerettes. And there was one episode where they did go to the Quantifier as a, um, like an intro, because uh, uh, Skinner's a, a big fall fan, is he not? And, yes, uh, indeed. If you're listening, Frank, you know, feel free to join us one week, you know. Very nice. Uh, Stuart Lee um, just did an Old Brother podcast. They just put an oh, episode out. Yeah, I haven't heard it yet. But. Lucky people. Um, but yeah, Autotech, um, it, it's a good tune. Uh, I like what's going on because there is plenty going on in it. Um, you know, like sort of the out of tune sounding piano and things like that. But yeah, it just kind of meanders. And um, it, I think it just misses a little something. So it's definitely got the quantifier for me, Mr. Brendan. Sweet, sweet. Uh, Philip? Well, yet again, it falls to me to show everybody the error of their ways and the fact that Gus the Quantifier is just a Doors rip-off. It's, it's a good tune. I do like it. But it is you know it is essentially Funky Town, isn't it, uh, by Lip Sync. Um, whereas I think the other tune, the, uh, the I can never remember, is it Autotech? Autotech yeah, Pilot. Pilot, yeah. I think it's really magical. I think it's really atmospheric. I love what they've got going on. It's a lot more inventive. It's uh, to my mind, it's the the musicianship is is more interesting on it rather than uh, a kind of balls out rock and roll riff. Um, so that's where my money's going. Very good. I'm also going with Auto Tech uh, as it is one of the weirdest kind of musical songs. And I think we talked a bit about Craig Scanlon maybe having some kind of more outray influences that didn't get a chance to really shine through and we know we know smithy likes his kind of a uh, weirder side of music too it's one of the few that let that kind of shine through and then it kicks into a really nice uh kind of wonky pop tune it's got the quantifier i like but uh, a little bit cheesy once i've heard it a few times that's enough for me um so it actually comes down to um Tim to tell us what he thinks to make the decider. Gutter the Quantifier, a really good driving repetitive stomp, but not more than the sum of its parts. Plays a great part on the record, but when it's on, it doesn't do a great deal for me taken out of context. Versus Autotech, an absolute gem. Can you guess which way he's going to go? With great production quirks, I love how it snaps in and out of focus almost like a TNSG experiment, but it has its own character. Deserves another chance to be sure, three points. And so Autotech gets three votes and goes through. And already, I can feel the tension rising in the room as we move on. You're lost. Your souls are lost. Here's another bunch of songs that none of us deemed worthy of a single point. This perfect day, the guy from the Saints just died this week. We've rewarded him by not giving his song any points whatsoever. Rest in peace. Uh, League of Bald-Headed, Bald-Headed Gentlemen, Second House Now, Get a Hotel, I'm Not Satisfied, Funnel of Love, uh, 2NK Roachment, There's a Ghost in My House, Cyber Insect, Can Can Summer, White Line Fever, Overture from Curious Orange, Recipe for Fascism, Stoutman, Bombast, War, Touchy Pad, God Box, Mr. Pharmacist, and Pittsville Direct. What have you got to say for yourselves, people? Oh, I was this close to Funnel, funnel of Love. I really was. It got to about my last 15. Though. Yeah, I avoided cover versions because of you miserable cunts. 
<laughs> it's only Alistair who wouldn't put it through. We could easily, four of us could easily put one well, through. Lots of really, really good covers. And I'm not going to say that they're not better than the, the, the songs. It's that all I'm... your fault. It is. It is. Yet again, it is. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll accept the blame on this one. And um, Here's what, here's what I, we'll do, like... Al. I'll compromise later when we get near the end. We'll do a special where we, we do go back and we, we do look at what the best covers are. That's what we need more excuses for more episodes. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, our and K. Roachman almost made onto mine at one point. I love that tune. Um, it's a good one, and it's a, it's, a, it's a little beige thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, a recipe for fascism is way out there. Loved it. Uh, but there's only, only so many points in the world. So that brings us next to the second showdown. We have US 80s, 90s, which which came in at about fifth with 16 points, and Ludgang, which came about it came in at about seventh with 15 points. So these are very close. All of these four songs got almost the same number of points. Um, US 80s, 90s, and Ludgang. Um, Alistair, you scored US 80s, 90s in, in your second place, so a, a good chunk of those um, came from you. And um, Ludgang yep. got, got a little bit of love from a few people. He, he picked up four or five, but no, I gave it eight, so most came from me. <laughs> US 80s, 90s, um, well, I'm not exactly using the scientific pros- process for uh, coming to these decisions. And it's just kind of like how I felt at the time. It was like, yeah, I really like that one. It really reminds me of uh, Hey You Right, Policeman, uh, yeah. which I think commented on at the time. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's not a bad tune and it's, it's quite different for, for Fall again. Let's have a listen to them too and see what, uh, see what transpires. Surely, Alistair, which one are you voting for? Um, it's going to be eighties, nineties. I do love that era follow, you know, the perverted um, by language era. But you know, look, gang, it wasn't good enough to make it unperverted. So come on, in eighties, nineties, it's a pretty good tune. Good point, hey, Philip. Wrong, look, gang, all the way. It's not even, a, it's not even a debate. <laughs> 
You like to enlighten us more, or is that enough? <laughs> if I must, I, I think look, Gang is he's, he's brilliant. I think right from the off, right from the kickoff, it sounds brilliant. It sounds like a classic tune. I love his uh, chorus in it. I think the hooks are fab. I think the sound of the whole record is uh, is classic, classic fall. 80s, 90s, it sounds like it's, it's, it doesn't sound like they're taking themselves seriously. It sounds like a bit throwaway to me. Oh, yeah, we could do one of those kind of songs. And, uh, and I, I don't find it funny or endearing the lyrics. I just think it's, he's showing his hand a bit too much of when he could be a petulant bastard. You've got no time for silliness, and I, I respect that. I've got no time for silliness at all, especially in hats. Exactly. Silly hats, just the, the, the let me t- let me tell you, listeners. Phil's wearing a silly hat right now. <laughs> it's a very nice hat, though. Ezra, come oh, on. The, the ironing is delicious. Mm. US eighties, nineties are the gang of blood. Well, you know, when I first when I first come across US eighties, nineties, it didn't do a much didn't do much of a lot for me, but it really grew on me. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be mistaken, but I'm wondering if it might be the first time that Smith used his kind of shopping list lyrical approach, where he starts just listing stuff that he likes slash needs slash whatever. Um, you remember from Tesco's. <laughs> And, you know, when I went back and listened to it in the context of the album, I thought it was a proper banger. Um, but having said that, Ludgang is just fucking fantastic. I mean, the only criticism I can level at Ludgang is that it doesn't maintain the one-note bass riff throughout the entirety. But what comes afterwards is arguably even better. And just the whole, you know, like, dig a rain, dig a hole in the rain for you lyric is fantastic. So, yeah, it's got to be Ludgang for me. I mean, both excellent tracks, but, yeah, Ludgang all the way. Sweet. Here's what Tim had to say. US 80s, 90s, muffled and grimy. Third gen cassette, sublime bass groove. What more could you ask for? Versus Ludgang. Really good stuff, but not quite up to US 80s, 90s in my IMO. It betrays its (laughs) B-side heritage too clearly by being a bit unfocused and lyrically too much of a jumbled bag to be top tier. Two points. I mean, they're close, but I'm putting Ludgang through anyway, so it doesn't matter. So Ludgang wins. Because uh-huh. it's better, it's it's got all these little parts that fit together and they're all great hooks. You got the note bass, single note bass line, and it goes into like yeah, that poppier kind of chorus. And he talks about hitting Chasing Stevens, and it is funny in the way that US nineties, eighties nineties isn't the humor doesn't really hit for me either. It's kind of um, yeah, hey, the riot policeman is better, and that's what comes into my head every time I hear eighties uh, nineties. So sorry, chaps, it's a three two um, uh, for. Blood Gang. Now, I did ask if people wanted to throw their worst songs my way, and a few of you did. And so let's have a listen to the songs that not only got no love, but we're very happy that we'll never have to deal with them ever again. Tough life, Japanese. Tough life, Japanese. Tough life, Japanese. 
So, um, all you had there is Tough Life, Boogie, Kick the Can. Did I play Kick the Can? Anecdotes, uh, anecdotes in B sharp, 
cheating or systematic abuse just waiting in scenario you know what systematic abuse is way better after hearing out anecdotes and antidotes and scenario <laughs> anything uh, to comment on those yeah there's a lot of good ones there um systematic abuse is a good song yeah you can leave me your long, nothing's too long <laughs> i don't think the length long. is the issue I, I just think it's broke, you know. I, I actually look forward to hearing it now when it comes on. It's like that that whole that whole album reminds me of uh, in Guantanamo Bay when they used to play the Bernie the Dinosaur theme tune over and over to the people they were holding there, and it's it just mentally and psychically broke them. I feel like that that album has done that to me now. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like um, you know, scenario is a uh, a, a threnody for the like political damnation of Britain. So I, for me, it's a tearjerker. It's a very powerful song emotionally. It's beautiful. Cheatham Hill was, was in my top ten at one point. I really like it, and I really like the bit where he goes, "And this London visitor had this to say." Smith, Smith's part on that song is brilliant. I think it's the guest vocals on Cheatham Hill that lets him down. Yeah, mm. and that kind of cheesy, that cheesy both the cheesy verse instruments and the cheesy vocals on the chorus don't do it any favors kick the can it's fantastic great stuff but now now you got um a small victorian child which actually came in third with 18 point points up against higgle die piggle die a cover higgledy piggledy can you believe it? Got 10 points. I think nine of them came from Phil. So um, let's have a list of Spoiled Victorian Child and Higgle Die Piggle Die. Higgledy Piggledy. Oh, am I saying that wrong? It's got to be their best cover version. It's 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 way up there. It's magical. It's got its work cut out here, but it's got a chance. Got a chance. 
I'll go first. Spoil Victorian Child easily. <laughs> Actually, it was a bit of a challenge, but the Spoil Victorian Child is one of my favorite songs. And uh, yeah, most of the, a big chunk of these points came from me because I do love it. I will say, I wish it did more. It's got a great riff, but it's just that riff plowing on for the whole duration of the song, more or less. Um, but I really love it. I love the way he forces his vocals, his lyrics into that um, really kind of weird time signature or, or um, rhythm. And it's beautiful. Piggledy piggledy though. Piggledy eye, piggledy eye. It's a fucking great cover. Great production, great delivery, and a great song. And better than the Monks version, if you don't mind me saying so. But it's a it's a tough one. That's killed Alistair off way back. Um I am I'm not completely the opposite to you in my view, but I am gonna cheerlead for Higgledy Piggledy here because I think they just make it their own. I think it's possibly the most ludicrous frenzied performance that i've heard of smithy captured on a record where it actually gets that live vibe of anything could fucking happen between now and the end of this song his complete disregard for the break which just works every time i just cannot stop laughing every time i hear this this tune and when he nails it the the kind of the chorus of hallelujah when he actually nails it is is just amazing that I feel inside. Um and I, I yeah, I think this is probably the best cover version that they've done and it's perfect song to nail for them. Um whereas Spoiler Victorian Child is a bit it's a bit twee, it's a bit um it's it's a clever riff but they don't have any other cleverness in the song musically um it's an odd one to be repetitive about they normally kind of it's it's a bit too unusual a riff to do that kind of repetitive approach with it if i was to be super critical of the song um but it's not without its charm lyrically and there's a there's a hand in glove fit to the to the topic which is unusual given what it is and who they are as a band but it just all seems to work really well but i am i am cheerleader piggledy piggledy i think it's it's this the song now i i i feel yeah ezra yep um phil's won me over i'm going for the higgledy piggledy Oof. nothing more to say Very oh good. god it's just it's just the pemberton rock isn't it no well, let me let me spice this up a little more by reading Tim Threes before we come to Alistair. Um, Spoiled Victorian Child, I like it plenty, but it doesn't set me on fire. Good riff driven into the ground, which is no bad thing. Higgledy, fine cover, but doesn't belong in the next batch and should be relegated with the rest of the notebooks out plagiarist moments. Two points for Spoiled Victorian, one point for Higgledy Piggledy. Oh. We're at 2-2. Alistair, I knew knew that. That's why I did that. I knew he said that. I've read it. Alistair, which one are you putting through? Uh, Original song, Spot Victorian Child, or Boo His Cover, Higgledy Piggledy? You're on mute, Al. I was going to wait till he'd finished and then say, oh, Higgledy Piggledy, it is then. (laughs) Still on mute. It doesn't care. Doesn't care. We'll never know. On you, Al. It's doing on purpose now. Do what you were planning, Brendan. (laughs) You got five (laughs) seconds, or I'm moving on. I'm here. I'm here. Um, Internet's really, really bad, so I've I've, I've missed everything that's been said about this. But um, yeah, Higgledy Piggledy. I think we established last time that um, it's it's uh, it's not a cover. Phil blagged me on that one, and uh, 
Uh, I was quite happy to be blagged. They, they do sound like they're having so much fun on that. And uh, yeah, Smithy's performance is absolutely fantastic. Um, spoiled Victorian child, I can't criticise. Um, it's it's a, a, a lot of fun, again. Um, I, and there's been times when I've had that song going through my head when I've been interacting with people. Uh, just trying to rein things in a little bit, uh, but for the vote, I'm going to go for Higgledy Piggledy because it's it's definitely definitely not a cover. Look at yes. that! I don't think I've ever seen so much joyful expectation on Phil Rigby's face before. You've made his day. You've made his year. Higgledy Piggledy. I love you. All. I love you. <laughs> on that bombshell, we're moving on to the, the the next group of songs that did not get any points. Last chance to turn around. Sadly. Great tune, but no points. No respects, Rev. Mother's sister, Legend of Xanadu. On my own, Cruisers Creek, Jungle Rock. Steven Song, Stay Away Old White Train, Venice with the Girls, Rolling Danny, and Pearl City. And such is my adult memory, there's at least three songs on that list that I have no recollection of ever hearing. <laughs> I do remember Jungle, 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 Jungle Rock, though. It's actually great. When I listened back to it, I remembered it. But, but, I, I remember I liked it to Radiohead at the time, and it, it still sticks with that. I think it's got that vibe. Anything to add to those gems before we move on? This is creates an absolute beauty. Um, sad to see the back of that one. Aye. But next, we are coming down to the last couple of showdowns we have the nwra which got 34 points and came in third joint second actually up against younger cloth um which came in at nine i believe so let's have a listen to those two again versus a late era classic of younger cloth ezra which uh, side of the divide do you fall on with these two 
Well, this is very much no contest for me. I mean, Younger Cloth is an excellent track with hilarious, fun and funny lyrics, which I was just trying to call up because I would hate to say goodbye without considering some of those lyrics a little more. NWRA for me is one of the fucking top-notch, best-ever tracks by anyone, let alone The Fall. Um, It's a track I'll listen to on repeat uh, whilst, you know, visualising the severed heads of traitorous false northerners impaled on sticks it's some fucking brilliant track i would say it's the centerpiece of the album grotesque which is arguably one of their best it's got to be nwra all the way for me it's a fantastic unbeatable track it did get a lot of love in the uh, in the votes i put it top you had it in second i think um Al had it down in third or fourth. Um, Phil had it in his list towards the bottom. It was only uh, Tim who didn't uh, think it was worthy of being in there at all. But anyway, I stand by you. I'm I'm definitely going with um, the North Will Rise again. But Younger Cloth is a beautiful song. That that whole album is great. It's got a really nice vibe. And like those lyrics you quoted, yeah, absolutely. It's funny. It's got that charm. But the North will rise again. It's the only example, really, I think, of that real long-form sprawling story. Um, And it it builds into something that projects a story even bigger than the one he tells. He he really does a great job of of painting that world and the the story in it and making it have that vibe of those 70s and 80s post-apocalyptic kind of TV shows and... and, um, and, and great stomping riff to boot that just keeps building. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, Alistair, NWRA or Younger Cloth? Which way are you going? I think it's NWRA. I can't remember what it went up against in a previous round, but that must have been a bloody a gilding. You know, um, it was NWRA winter. was it? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one, that. Um, but yeah, NWRA is, is just bloody amazing. Um, it just keeps on going. There's the, the, the kind of like velvety groove that they get into on it. Um, yeah, that, that's definitely going through for me. Sweet, sweet. Um, Philip, you scored Younger Cloth right up, right up near the top of your list, up in number three. Um, can he do it again? You got Higgle Eye Piggle Eye through. Can you, against all odds, get Young Man Cloth through? This, I don't know. It might be an impossible ask. This, my my only Nuffle Rise Again's a great tune. It's a great, great tune. That was one of the first ones that I wrote down on the list. I think in terms of uh, Last Chance Saloon. Um, what really appeals to me, Younger Cloth, is Elaine's intro to it. I think this, the last fall personnel the, the last band if you like of, of fall members sound at their best when Eleni is leading the charge musically that's when it all comes together at its its absolute peak and i think this tune is one where she takes the lead she creates the atmosphere and everything drops out of her playing and i think it all comes together beautifully i think it's a really 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 strong uh, composition and I think it all works really well and it's uh, it's unusually dawdly the the tempo for the tune but I think it works really well for that she's got a sort of slower pace of playing it's not particularly frantic so I, I really really enjoy that and I think that 
I just wanted to bang the Eleni sort of drum for a bit, really, in this. Um, but I do appreciate it's up against an absolute classic, which which was a surprise dropout the first time round. Um, so I'm not holding my breath. This is going to go through. But um, but yeah, that's my my plea for younger cloth, I guess, which is just that it's. I think for that era, um, it's a, it's a high point for the band. Yeah, and you know one of the reasons we structured it into four eras is to make sure some of those later ones did get uh, into the third round. But um, yes, this young one's got uh, a lot a lot to do. So let's see what um, Tim Three has to say. Um, NWRA, I can see the genius of this track, and I used to feel it too, but not now. Too long and fatty, could be said better with less. Still a work of genius, but not one I actually find myself wanting to listen to anymore. Younger Cloth, I should have voted this one into my top 10, and I am ashamed of not having done so. Whoever did, I salute you, and will put my penance forward in the form of three points. Therefore, Younger Cloth... It's his vote, but NWRA goes through three to two, unfortunately, um, for lovers of the young cloth. But um, it brings us to the final showdown because the top <coughs> scored scoring song will go through automatically. Now, if you've been keeping track at home, you might be able to work out just what it is. And so the final showdown tonight is I'm into CB, which got 34 points. The same as NWRA. I, t- I tossed a coin to see which one we go up against. The the song that was um, went through the qualifier ring, which is He Pep. So it is I'm into CB against He Pep. So let's have a bit of a listen to those two.
Jeez, Louise. Jeez. So it is I'm into CB versus he pet to go through into the second round. Uh, Philip, where do you stand on this? <clears throat> so when I first started putting the list together, I thought, I'm into CB. I remember that getting getting a bit um it, it, it did do well whatever it went up against in the in the initial round. And I thought, is it just not as good as I remember? Am I just being a bit nostalgic about that track? And then I, I put the track on to re-listen to and was mesmerised again and thought, this is just brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant, this song. How on earth did it get knocked out? Um, I love everything about it. I think the production's amazing on it. I think the the, the whole collage of sounds and texture that they get going with it is, is fab. I think the narrative's great. It just kind of showcases everything that's amazing about that period of the fall. Um, and it's up against He Pep, which is one of the strongest tracks off that bizarre album um, like User Syndrome which which does tend to get quite a bit of love from us um, that was one of those tracks that I think none of us were that familiar with beforehand but everyone kind of fell in love with um, although on repeat listens I'll be honest with you it's not as um, breathtaking as I thought it was the first few times that I listened to it so I think in this particular confrontation my money is on I'm into CB, and unfortunately, he pet may well falter for me here. Yeah, um, I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint here that uh, Disco Tim 3 um, was the only person who voted for he pet, and he gave it eight points, so it's here fully on his strengths. But I'm into CB scored higher on his list than he pet because he put it top. I had it top. Um, oh, no, I had really had it top. I put it in second. Um, you had it top, um, Phil. Um, Ezra wasn't in your top 10. And uh, Al? Oh, no, Ezra had it. Uh, it gave was two points. That. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you gave it two points. Um, and um, Alistair did not give it no, any, well, any love. I, again, it, it's one of those that's um, kind of like been chucked at the end of the CD. Uh, you know, I'm used to it like the vinyl uh, version of the album. It was, it was probably like a B-side or a, possibly to a single uh, but yeah well, it, it wasn't strong enough to, to make it on the LP but it's still it's still a great tune um, yeah with, with he pep though um, he, again it's, it's a strong one from the LP but uh, he does remind me of Fair to Grey quite a bit um, and I can't kind of remove that from the head when I'm listening to it so if we're talking voting um, I'm, uh, I'll be voting for uh, I'm in CB fair enough um, I'm also well into I'm into CB, another really funny narrative. You know, he just, it, it was a sad day when he stopped doing those. Sometime basically after Hex, they kind of pretty much disappeared. Um, the odd one or two, and towards the end, maybe a couple kind of came back in. But yeah, that, that was his real strength. It's absolutely brilliant. And, and it had me laughing out loud again this week, listening back to it, you know, Happy Harry and all that stuff. It's it, it was a travesty that he went out in the first round. And justice must, I repeat, must be served. Ezra, CB or Pep? Yeah, well, it, it's a tough one. I mean, for me, the issue with CB is, and you know, like, I'm basically exposing myself as a total arsehole, but I just feel like it's a bit dated. Um, it's not really a thing anymore. I think someone should cover this and rename it I'm Into CV and make it about modular synth enthusiasts. <laughs> um, but musically, it is 
fucking off the hook, you know, like that distended riff. It's fucking brilliant. And, and you know, there's no flaw in the lyrics either. Um, and he pep is, as far as I'm concerned, also a marvel. Um, but yeah, on this instance, I will have to follow the herd and go with CB. Yes, I think it's going to be a route, which is reflected in the points. But um yeah, it's a shame that something as strong as he pep. Um, I, I, I can't remember what he came up against in that first round, but he must have been up against something uh, pretty pretty juicy. Um, here's what uh, Tim says. I'm into CB. This one could go all the way, and I would be grinning and scratching with satisfaction. Character piece of the tip-top drawer and everything decorating it appropriately with gusto and barbed ornaments. He's going for it, isn't he? One of the few times I've gone out of my way to track down a seven inch of the fall just for the sake of owning a track. I already have it about four times on various CDs. Three points plus. Gush, gush, gush. He pep, see above. <laughs> Although he does, he does say mighty and snarling, but it doesn't quite cut it against the prime rib of CB, only two points. And so I'm into CB, does go through easily. And you've probably guessed by now which track came top with 41 points and goes automatically through. And uh, yes, I'm going to come to you first. <laughs> yes, it was a, a last minute. Uh, Hank Williams cover stormed through at the end. Go on, Ezra. Gloat for a moment. Iceland. Yes. What Would I want you... to know is yeah. what was Iceland up against? I seem to remember it being up against Winter. I know you said earlier I'm into CB it was, but I... No, no, no. No, 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 no. Winter was against NWRA. That's for sure, because I was foaming at the fucking mouth about that. (laughs) Give me one minute, sorry. Just play some incidental music. Yeah, it feels like you should have the test card thing. Should we we listen to Just Waiting, whilst we're just waiting? Go on, then. (laughs) (laughs) Come <laughs> on. Is he back? Yeah, but I do the joke. I think it's a good one. Bachelors waiting for Libya to come, and the young singers waiting to sing. And as the garden outside, big as there, waiting for the grass to grow. Oh, you, you cards. Oh, you, you chaps. So it was Iceland. I'm going to try and find out what it was up against while you three chat about it. Tell me more about Iceland, you lads. Go on, Ezra, you kick us off, Matt. All right. Yeah, I I think it's one of the best fucking songs they ever did. I think it's fucking brilliant. Uh, It's it's one of the most cinematic ones. Like, it doesn't sound much like anything else they ever did. And there's very little in the lyrics, but what there is is incredibly powerful. You know, like, fall down flat in the cafe aisle, uh, good coffee, black as hell, hair blonde as hell. I always thought that the the chorus was um, cast the rods against your own soul but apparently it's cast the runes against your own soul it to me it's a magical magical track and i fucking love it to bits and i was agog aghast and just plain traumatized when i found out that it had somehow fallen by the wayside so it was, was that it, it was interesting me listening to it a couple of times over the last few days where it does 
it does capture a side of the fall that you don't actually um, hear that much of, which is the jamming side of the fall and what it must have been like to be in the front room when they just had unplugged guitars and keyboards and Smith reading off the backs of bits of paper. It feels like a window into those moments of when you just get the you just get the right atmosphere going, the right groove going, and everything just comes together and you finish and you think, well, that was good. Yeah, we'll do that one again. Um, and it's it's that magic of those types of tape recording moments that they've managed to get done in a studio, in a in a really atmospheric studio and a really high end quality recording of it all. Um, and I, I think I totally agree with you as with the, the words are just mesmerizing. I think all this, the, the kind of the hints at mythology and, um, you know, this, this sort of supernatural tone that everything takes. And I do think Cast the Runes Against Your Own Soul is, is one of the most evocative lyrics he came up with. It reminds me of that. What's that one he, he does about the, the, the scalded crucifix or something like that in... I, I love that. I think he's he's got such a great Dylan Thomas esque way, but with with a very dark undertone to his his words. It's it's yeah, it's a masterpiece. Nice. It was up against uh, impressions of Jay Temperance in the first round. Um, um, see, that's that, that's fucking great. But yeah, for me, it would be no contest. No. So, um, Alistair, you put this top as well. What's um, What's your take on it? Well, it's a, it's a beautiful, magical-sounding thing, isn't it? You know, they, uh, as Phil said, they really captured something uh, that's difficult to capture. The way they sort of like, you can tell it's, that there's improvisations going on and how attuned the musicians are to each other. It's just a, it's a lovely, lovely thing. I don't know what can be uh, what could beat it out of the, the, the list. Uh, it, it was a difficult decision for me. It's the only one that appeared in everyone's top top 11, top 10. Um, I put it pretty low down, but that wasn't really reflective of my love of the song, more just that there's just so many songs in that list that I really loved. Psycho Mafia, Lead Gang, um, Life Just Bounces. They're all very, all very different sounding songs. I think as Phil said, it's just a unique sounding for the fall. They, they didn't do much stuff that sounded like that. Uh, and that's kind of why it stands out for me. But um, again, there's such a variety there, isn't there, in the, in the styles, um, but, you know, different lineups. There's plenty to pick from that's brilliant. Uh, but for me, that one really stood out. Absolutely. I forgot to ask Tim Three what he thinks, but I'm sure he would have said it's proper belting or something like that. This is the worst song I've ever heard, <laughs> and I refuse to make any comment over the shit. He did put it second in his list, so I think there's a good chance that he liked it. Um, so that means that going back into uh, into the second round for another chance is Iceland, I'm into CB, NWRA, Higgledy Piggledy, Lud Gang, Higgledy Piggledy, and Autotech Pilot. Um, they uh, so absolute stormers that well deserve another chance and um let's see what happens the very last group of songs that we're saying goodbye to so get your waving gloves out pre-mdma years british people in hot weather the aphid laptop dog laptop dog <laughs> it's, it's getting, a long night it's getting late in my area 
the war against intelligence, anecdotes and antidotes in B-sharp, scenario, Pilsner Trail, immortality, I'm a mummy, Sir William Ray, Mark Riley, CD Windfall 2088, Masquerade, Carrier Bagman, Devolute, and Calendar, the badly drawn boy collaboration. It's a surprise Mr. Rhodes didn't get through, isn't it? It is. It, that riff will never go away. It's, it's like 12 songs that uh, that have it. Now, I know you were very excited that, that a cover went through, but you do know that one of the cover, possibly two, snuck through into round two so far. Do you know what they are? Piggledy Piggledy is not a cover. We've established that. We've established that, but I come and stand at your door, snuck in, that's a cover. And uh, the Ibiza, oh, like the, the slow piano-y birds. One? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't by the birds. I think it's Pete Seeger's song originally, song, but um, it, that snuck through. And um, the Ibiza for a man, if you uh, if you dare to call that a cover, uh, to our show, that's, not a, that's not a cover. The Stooges, the, mobile phones weren't invented when the Stooges. It wasn't the Stooges. Sorry, Iggy Pop. It's still going Pop was doing his disco racism. Exactly. Right, chaps, I shall see you all next week. Have a good week. Bye. See you all. Bye. Bye.